Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The information contained on this platform represents the opinion of the host and shall not be understood, construed as, or a substitute for medical or health advice. Please see a health professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. It's the Black Health 365 podcast, and we are here to make sure you look good on the outside and even better on the inside. After all, looking good, feeling good, and living a healthy lifestyle 365 days of the year should be a daily choice. Here at the Black Health 365 podcast, we will address the healthcare disparities within the Black community with trusted voices and information to empower a healthy lifestyle. Ain't that right, Britt? I'm talking about mind, body, and soul. What's up, 365ers? I'm Jackie Page, the host of the Black Health 365 podcast. You know I got to list my titles. Radio personality, personal trainer, certified nutrition coach. I'm forgetting things. Group fitness instructor. Did I say certified nutrition coach? I think I did. Uh, Zumba instructor, you name it, I'll probably do it. Welcome to another episode of the Black Health 365 podcast. And as you can see, this is a little different. It's a little special one because it's all about the ladies. Yes, I told Britt to stay at home, to mind his business today and just let us do our thing today. But two, because April is a really special month when it comes to Black women in fitness. It is National African American Women's Fitness Month. And as a Black woman, who is into fitness and and health, I think it's important that we um, talk about fitness in the Black community when it comes to women, because it's something that we don't really, unfortunately, do. We don't get into for a gambit of different reasons, whether it's the hair or, oh, it hurts. There's a number of reasons why we just don't do the whole fitness thing. And Um, You know, one of the things that we do here on the Black Health 365 podcast is we try to educate, okay, to help you live a better life for the rest of your life. So with that being said, um, you know, I wanted to bring some of my sisters, literally sisters to the table. Um, They are radio personalities in their own right. Um, And then they're also boss chicks in this fitness world. When I say they're boss chicks in the fitness world, they are out here grinding, doing their thing every single day on air, holding down a whole entire career, but also making fitness a priority for them, um, not only for their health, but also for their family and the people around them. So First and foremost, let me say hello to my radio sis, Miss Aaliyah Henry. Hey, <laughs> um, I could like go down a list of like where I know all these people from. Leah um, is a radio personality in Columbus TV producer, host of Leah's Lemonade. If you don't know it, get to know it, okay? Because Leah, how's it go? It's it's um. <laughs> throw it back and sip on that. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Okay, Miss Leah, thank you so much for joining this conversation. Um, We'll get into it all 365ers. I'm like, well, let's tell people we'll get there. Um, Also joining today is my Charlotte sis, Olympia D. Hey, Olympia. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you guys? Good. Feeling good. So ladies, let's go ahead and jump into this conversation about fitness um, in the Black community. Both Black sisters, both holding down careers in radio. Um, 
tell me your fitness story or your fitness journey. Lee, I'll start with you. Like where, where did things start with you when it came to, to fitness? Oh, that's, that's a very loaded question for me. So I was an athlete as a child, so I always was active. Right. Um, but you know, we all know when it comes to, uh, you know, healthy lifestyle diet is a big part of that. Right. And so as a child, I never was really eating the things that I should have been eating, which almost was like counterintuitive to any of the maintaining a healthy weight that I would have had. So I've always been a plus size girl, always been bigger. Um, but I was a good athlete, but I was lazy. Right. So when it came to fitness, I'd do it, but I do it lazy. I'd run super slow or I'd walk or I do whatever I want to do. And so then that same kind of mentality continued, but I stopped playing sports. You know, I started to get into adulthood and those still lazy habits continue. Right. Um, and then there was a, a, a point in my life, um, a few years ago where I was doing television and radio at the same time. And I was low-key working sundown to sundown every day. And I was eating horribly because I was just in the grind of it all. And there became a point that I got very sick. Like I have been big my whole life, but I never felt like I was going to die because of my weight, right? Like there was a point where I was getting these headaches every day. I mean, it felt like somebody was like slamming my head with a hammer. It was that intense. And I was like, I my lifestyle is literally reflecting how I feel now, right? Like being big has always been something that I've been cool with, right? But I it was never to the point that I felt ill, but I started to feel sick. And I said, okay, we, we got to figure out a way to, once we, we get out of this grind position, we have to, we have to get our lives together because I can't feel bad, right? Like being big is one thing, but feeling sick is another thing. And so that was the moment where I was like, okay, Leah, you got to take your, your health back. Right. And so I started to get to the gym. Um, and again, as someone who's always been big, I've tried the diets. I've tried the, you know, uh, binge working out where you work out really hard for a really long time in an extreme diet and then you fall off, right? I think, Jackie, you and I met at a time where I started to realize that I had to find things within fitness that I enjoyed, right? And so for me, you know, water aerobics became my thing. And so, you know, Jackie met me right when I first started to get serious about like, okay, I need to like lose some weight. And I think, you know, Jackie, while we worked together, you saw slowly as my appearance started to change and slowly as I started to drop this weight because I found something that I enjoyed doing. And so now for me working out, even though I still hate it, to be very clear, like it's still a struggle for me. But I think the key in my fitness journey was truly finding something that I enjoyed doing. They made it less miserable for me. So that's kind of like my, my fitness journey as I'm at now, now that I've seen the weight loss and now that I've seen success with some of the things that I do, it's a little bit easier for me to incorporate those things, but uh, it, it was very crash and burn a lot for me in the beginning. So finding something that I loved changed everything for me. Listen, and Lee, you just literally just gave a whole entire word because that's one of the things that I preach with my clients all the time. And I say all the time, find something that you like, like find your fit. My fitness is not your fitness. Your fitness is not my fitness. If you like water aerobics, then do that. Don't be up here lifting weights if that's not what you like to do. Like, like you said, you will crash and burn. And I've seen it happen time and time and time and time again. Like a whole entire word right there. Okay, let me get off my soapbox. Olympia, yes. tell me your story. Well, you know, I grew up with my mom. My mom was always trying to lose weight. Um, so I went to the exercise classes with her. Uh, I, I always walked. We lived in the country. So we were walking, you know, the road and whatever the case may be, just doing whatever. I was also a um, an athlete in school. So for me, it is 
it was easy then to incorporate exercise. But as I got older, as I became a mom and had a family, it was like, okay, I can't really find the time for me. So for me, it entailed me including my daughter in my workouts, you know, taking her instead of getting the regular strollers, we got the running strollers. And as she got bigger, I would incorporate her into my fitness routines and have her doing push-ups and sit-ups with me. Um, my weight has fluctuated through time. I'm sure everybody during COVID got that yeah. COVID weight because baby, let me tell you, I picked it up. <laughs> And um, the one thing that I found here recently was like burn boot camp. It gives me the opportunity to kind of feel like I'm still doing that whole athletic thing that I used to do in high school and burn a lot of calories. But I need to watch my food intake because it's not all that great. So, Leah, I feel you when you're saying, hey, I got to watch my food. I, I need to take a closer look at my food, but definitely I got the fitness and the workouts down. Now it's time for me to, you know, zero in on the food, but am I the only one? But sometimes it seems like we work out really hard, but we still, the scale doesn't move. Mm. So, <laughs> that is my deal right there. So, That's all, yeah. yeah, I mean, it has, so it happens. Um, and there's a, listen, there's a number of different reasons why you can work out and the scale doesn't move. It could be one, you just not eating what you're supposed to be eating. So that scale's not moving. You know, there's not that, that, uh, calories in versus calories out. So you're not burning more calories than what you're consuming. Mm -hmm. And then one thing that I think a lot of women don't know is you're only going to get really like one good week on the scale because you got the week just before one? your menstrual, just one. You got the week before your menstrual cycle. You got the week of your menstrual cycle. And then you got the week after your menstrual cycle. And as women, we tend to hold water weight. So you only get like one solid good week where you're going to hop on that scale and be like, oh, yes, honey, this is what it is. And then every other week you're going to be like, this is ghetto. Um, I am a trainer and I experienced that. I have come to terms with it. I know when I first got my journey, I was just like, I don't understand. This is crazy. But I'm at a point now where I'm okay with it. I'm in a range um, in my weight where if I go up two or three or go down two or three, I'm okay. Um, so, you know, it, that two or three can be that water weight from that menstrual or that two or like two or three, either side could be the water weight to and from. So it, it's okay. <laughs> it is perfectly, it is perfectly, I mean, but that's just a part of, you know, being a, a woman. And, and I love that you brought that point out because that is a huge misconception. And we talk about reasons why women don't work out seeing that number on the scale not really moving is one of the reasons why a lot of women just don't do it they hop on they like you said leah they do this real quick fad diet um they don't see the scale move and then it's just like oh well what am i doing all of this for like sometimes it's not about the way you look sometimes it's about like you said leah more so about how you feel yeah yeah. And I was going to say, too, one of the things we never talk about is, for me, something, my period will derail me every time, okay? I, especially doing water classes, like, well, I'm like, in the pool this week, and then the week goes by, and then you're like, well, it's been a whole week, and then you don't feel like it because you didn't go. So, like, people don't talk about, like, as women in general, like, the things that, like, would easily make us not go to the gym. I can go down a list, and if y'all want to throw out some of the things, it's perfectly fine. My menstrual, mm -hmm. coming home from work not having dinner prepared, um, mm -hmm. my hair, 
Yes. <laughs> the hair is the biggest thing. And here's the reason why. So you guys have long hair. I have short hair. Trust and believe. Water his this is rolling up in this parking. Okay. So <laughs> definitely the hair thing, that is me all day long. But I've had to learn. I'm like, okay, we just have to tie it down so that when we finish, we can look good. And sometimes it's like, I don't want nobody to see me like that. That's right. Like, you know, at the same time you know, you got to, you got to pick your poison, which one you want, you know? So I just go ahead and I tie my hair up and I, I know after I finish, I can really easily fix it and keep it moving. But that hair piece in the beginning, it was like not my number one thing for not wanting to work out, not wanting to sweat it out, especially after you just got it. Done. Got it done. It's a waste of, it's a waste of the hairstyle. That, yeah. that's yeah. And I a waste of money. Yes. yes, styles. Like I've I've had to like okay, I'm gonna get a sew in because there's no way if my natural hair is straight, like I cannot maintain it. And so like that's one of the balances I've had to like battle because you know of course we all want to have our hair down and like pressed and looking the best, but it's also like what what's truly sustainable to like the lifestyle that I actually want, and that's a protective style for me and least. Shout out to the girls who be having their natural hair out. Shout out to y'all because I could never. Yeah, I've tried the natural thing, but um, yeah, I mean, I will throw, like you said, a, a good wig on. Mm -hmm. Try me now. Yeah. <laughs> it looks good, girl. Thank you. <laughs> I will throw on a good wig. I will get a good sewing. I will do good braids um, to, to maintain a look. Like you said, you got to pick your poison. And me personally, I would rather have decent health have good health be when i look in the mirror be happy with what i see then not be in good health not what not like what i see in the mirror over my hair like at any point in time i can throw a wig on at any point in time if i need to go run to the stylist real quick and go get my hair straight i can do that but i can't live a healthy life right um that's not something that can happen overnight I can't look in the mirror overnight and say, oh my gosh, I like how I look like that's something that takes time. So I would rather sit in the boat of, you know what, you were physically and mentally healthy. This hair, girl, get a wig. Yeah. <laughs> get a wig. I, okay. I love it. Yeah. Any day of the week. Like hair is a big thing. Um, are there any other things that like. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Deter you from working out outside of like hair and the menstrual. Well, I'll oh, speak. Oh, go ahead, Olympia. Go, go ahead. ahead, Leah. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I'll speak um, from the perspective of plus size people, right? Like there's a lot of barriers because I'll be honest, like there was a lot of times when I was first getting into the gym where like people would look at me and they would, you know, it, whether I'm working out hard or they think I'm hardly working. There's somebody who has something to say. I'll never forget. I had this um, colored water bottle and um, it was like pink and, and yellow, like it changed colors or whatever. But I, it was like half a gallon and I'm sitting in the hot tub after a workout and this guy comes up to me and goes, Oh my God, is that full of lemonade? <laughs> Would you ask a skinny person if they brought half a gallon of lemonade to the gym to drink in a hot tub? Like, it's just like the audacity for me. I think, you know, um, the idea for people who are maybe in the gym, you know, frequently who do see people struggling or maybe not know what they're doing is to think that you have to start somewhere as well. Because there's been times that if I like didn't have as tough of skin as I had, I might not have returned to a gym. And I also find that like, because I don't always know what I'm doing, feeling lost uh, can sometimes, you know, 
make you feel like, well, maybe I shouldn't come back or maybe because I don't know what I'm doing. I don't belong here. So I think, you know, there's an extra layer of insecurity to to people who are a bit larger, who are trying to make a change. So I know like for me, that's that's one of those things like it's hard to come back, especially when you have moments or you feel uncomfortable or you feel like people are watching you or staring at you. Um, there's been times I've been in the pool by myself during the pandemic. You know, we couldn't have instructors. It wasn't group fitness. So I would prop my phone on a tripod and do a water workout and the whole gym would be watching me. And I'm just like, granted, it might not have been because I was big, but I remember in my head being like, I just want to get out because everybody's watching. You know what I mean? So those are things that people like don't talk about when they're talking about like people who are trying to start a fitness journey. It, it can be intimidating sometimes. I would have to agree with her on that as well, too, uh, because, you know, sometimes people are looking at you. Sometimes you're wondering, like, OK, am I doing this right? You know, <laughs> right. why are you staring that way? But I would say another factor for me has always been time. I found out that I have to make time. I almost have to schedule it like I schedule anything else on my schedule and say, OK, at this particular time, I am going to the gym. I'll come back to this later, but this is like the assigned time that I'm supposed to go to the gym. And when I'm making an appointment, I seem to get to it a lot better and a lot quicker and a lot more often versus I'll say, oh, this week I'm going to go to the gym two or three times, but I'm not actually scheduling it. And one thing that I would love, 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 love to do is actually schedule it early in the morning because I'm not a morning person, but I really want to just knock it out. And that way I'm done for the day. But I've been struggling with that piece. Listen, I've been doing the same for a minute. and I still struggle with that. I really? just, there are things I've given up on and that's one of them things. I'm not a morning person. I know I'm not going to get up in the morning to work out unless it's at like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. And by that time I got to be at work. So it's just like, yes, it's, um, yeah, that morning I've, I've given, I'm not going to say I've completely given up on it, but I'm about 75% there. Like I, I know my, my, uh, opportunities and in, in my, in my strengths. Early morning workouts ain't, ain't <laughs> one of them. <laughs> um, so with that being said, um, you know, you talked about some of the things that you learned starting your fitness journey and some of the things that, you know, have really helped you over time. It is uh, National African American Women's Fitness Month. Um, you know, what are some tips that you would give women who, let's say, are starting out in this journey, um, coming from, you know, your own respective journeys, what you've learned? Well, I would say, again, I'm a big advocate for like finding something you love. The gym didn't become a realistic routine thing for me until I found something that I was truly like, okay, this doesn't, this doesn't feel miserable. You know, like I have very bad knees. I've had bad knees since I was in high school. Right. So when I first started water aerobics, it was like, okay, this is fun, but it doesn't hurt. And so once I got comfortable and started to get in there and built up my stamina, then I got out of the water and then I was like, okay, I'm not dying here either. This is actually realistic for me. So everybody has their different crutch, if you will, or something that may, may not make fitness fun to them. But like, you know, even Zumba, right? Like if you know that you love to go to the club and twerk all night, maybe going to a dance class, a hip hop class or something of that nature gives you an alternative to not make it feel so miserable. So that's my biggest tip. Find something you love and stick with that. And then you can start to spread your wings elsewhere. Yes, find your fit. Olympia? I have to agree with her on that. You definitely got to find something that you love. I found during the pandemic that I really like being outside. So for me, we, you know, we went hiking, we went to waterfalls, we walked the Greenway. I mean, we found some very interesting ways to not only just get outside and, you know, 
just feel the sun on your skin, but just to exercise and to lose weight as well. Um, I even picked up biking. I never thought I really would like that, but I found out that I really, really enjoyed that. And that group exercise, I'm one of them twerkers. I represent the little booty girls, but let me tell you, I twerk what I got, honey. So that group exercise, I absolutely love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And I find too, I always keep a pair of sneakers in my car always keep a pair of sneakers in my car uh, because that way if I have some downtime and you know I'm not really doing anything or if I find like a really nice park I love the scenic route I'll just get out and start walking sometimes I even have my jeans on but I'll you know I'm always like hey I got to get at least 7,500 steps in every day so I'll have my sneakers in the car even if I'm at work I got some time to kill maybe I'm feeling a little stressed out you know sometimes when you're in the production room you get to the point be like okay I'm tired of staring at this computer I need a break I'll just run outside and just take a quick walk get a few steps in and I feel a whole lot better and I come back a little bit more refreshed I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor such as heart disease diabetes being overweight smoking and asthma even if symptoms feel mild these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe so if you're at high risk and test positive there are things you can do like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. As busy women working in radio, Olympia, you just mentioned like you bring uh, shoes with you, you keep them in your car, um, you track your steps, you have a watch, um, you know, that's a priority for you. Um, what are some other ways that help you really stay on your health and fitness goals? You know, really keep on track with these goals that you have? Mm -hmm. um, I find that having a, I have a MyFitnessPal uh, app on my phone. So I track my food. I know sometimes I look at it, I'm like, you know, you're not supposed to have that. <laughs> Balance. Yeah, but I try to track my food. And also, um, I always uh, track my steps. So I have a fitness watch. I have a pacer on my cell phone. And my goal is at least 7,500 uh, steps a day. And of course, a new, uh, I guess it was a new research that came out maybe a couple of weeks ago that said about 8,000 steps per day could definitely help you to maintain your health. 10,000 steps per day can help you lose a pound of weight. I think is, uh, I'm not really sure what the, the time frame is, but definitely getting those 10,000 steps could definitely help you lose weight. So I'm like, at least if I'm doing about 7,500 steps and I'm still doing my exercise classes, I'm in a good place. I just got to watch my eating. I told you, girl, <laughs> Krispy Kreme is my friend, you know, but, you know, it. I've also learned that I, I, I should not starve myself or, you know, not allow myself to do the things or eat the things that I like. Um, I'm OK with the weight that I'm at at this point in time. I can always tone up and, you know, be a little bit tighter. But I also have learned, too, is that I don't want to deprive myself. I still want to eat a donut here and there. I still want to have a little bit of candy here and there. And I don't want to feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm on this really, really strict diet and I cannot eat anything that I want. Because what that does for me, it causes me to binge eat. Yes. Right. So. I'll have those moments where I'm going like maybe almost I'll have like a no sugar month, like a whole month, no sugar. That last week, I'm a, I'm going to demolish everything I did that whole entire month because I start to binge and I want it and I got to have it. And then when I start to have it, I don't know how to say no. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to stop. Yeah, no, that's a real thing. Leah, how do you stay on track with your fitness goals? So, yeah, so I'm kind of different because I've learned 
kind of like in the dragging down the same lane as like not depriving yourself. I've learned that if I'm too militant, I'll backtrack. Anything that makes me feel restricted, I'll backtrack. Um, I saw on TikTok a couple years ago when I first started this journey, there was this girl who was like, let me show you the food I eat and I've lost over a hundred pounds. And she showed a bunch of alternatives that were normal snacks. They're not like these, no GMO, no red dot. Like it was this, but it was like, okay, but this is only a, one cup is a hundred calories. Or like, here's this ice cream bar that's a hundred calories. And it's made of like, oh, instead of, you know, dairy or like whatever, but it, it still tastes good, but it's not nearly as fattening. So for me, finding alternatives that don't make me feel like I'm going out of my way to deprive myself so yes i can still have an ice cream at night because it's 100 calories and i'm not gonna go i'm not it's not gonna be horrible for me right it's not the worst it's not the best thing in the world but it also isn't going to completely derail me from all the work that i've done in the gym that you know a couple hours earlier so for me i can't be militant like i can't i've tried that i've had a trainer where she religiously had me on you know a small thing of protein a little rice a little this a little and you know by the second week i was bored and i was like i'm ready to eat everything because this is not realistic to like my former eating habits so for me it's just like you know finding alternatives that you can still enjoy eating because i think as a southern woman you know, we're raised around the caveat of eating food in big settings. Like that's how we commune and fellowship in the black community, period. So I think the idea of us like trying to change our mindsets around food can be difficult. But I think if you have like fair alternatives that still allow you to enjoy the the um, feeling of eating, like the, the emotional connection that comes with eating without making it, uh, you know, with also keeping nutrition in mind, you can have a bit more of a balance. Yeah, let's talk about some of these snacks and foods that we like to eat that help us stay on this health and fitness journey. Um, Leah, you just talked about the 100, what 100 calorie ice cream are you eating? Because I need to know about that. I know. So heard of the little, um, the little, uh, I think they're, um, it, the chocolate is like quinoa or something. Like it's really not, like, I don't know what they be doing, which sometimes I'm very questionable when they can add a bunch of stuff and still make it taste good. Cause I'm like, what am I really eating here? But <laughs> that for me is like my, my guilty pleasure because I'm like, I can eat this ice cream and not feel like I just ate, you know, six, you know, pints of Bluebell. So that's, that's like my go-to dessert when I feel like I need to have something and I can rest assured like, oh, this is only hundred calories. Okay. Then we're good. You know what I mean? So that, that's like my go-to for dessert. Uh, what about you, Olympia? Any snacks that you like love in the healthy realm? The healthy realm? Um, I'm, I've been on this whole celery with cream cheese deal with uh, Angika uh, seasoning on it from... I don't know what it is, but I can eat that morning, noon, and night and will be completely satisfied. But that has been like my latest go-to snack. Other than that, um, let me see. I try to do like the little packages of like yogurt so I can kind of, you know, have the portion size and I can kind of control the calories. Anything that I can just free ball and just take out the bag, I try to stay away from. I always try to go with the pre-packaged, the pre-packaged uh, products that uh, can measure how you know, how many ounces and how many calories I'm getting, because that helps me to stay on track. I have been on a like serious salty kick lately. Really? So yes, like I want something salty and crunchy. So chips mm -hmm. is like the thing I have gotten into. They're called pops. Absolutely love them. They have sour cream and onion barbecue and then regular sea salt. They're a hundred calories. <sighs> Chef's kiss. Um, so that is one of my go-tos. And then also, oh, um, 
has become um, something that I've really gotten into. Again, because I just want something crunchy and I want some salt to it. Um, so those are two of my favorites. For the dessert, I'm going to try to... Uh, ice cream Leah but there is this bar and I found it at Sam's Club I think it's it's like Chayo or si, I don't know it's C-L I just said that all wrong I think it's like C-L-I-O but it is a um chocolate covered Greek yogurt bar and it's a hundred and it's 140 calories and they have it with strawberry Greek yogurt and then uh vanilla Greek yogurt and that when I do have a sweet tooth um yeah that's that's what i that's what i go to like it it works yogurt in general for me with like granola is always like a great way and if i'm really trying to be super healthy then i will just throw in a apple or some strawberries but green apple is a go-to all day every day all day every day olympia you're a mom correct i am i'm a mom of a 17 year old how do you manage uh, this whole health and fitness journey and, and working out with a whole entire child? Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, in, in the beginning, I would incorporate her into my workouts. So we would do a lot of mommy and me workouts. And then as she progressed and she got older, she started to go to like gymnastics classes. So what I would do, I would find a park that's nearby her gymnastics class. And while she would take her class, I would go walking. So for me, it was like keeping her busy allowed me to be busy and do the things that I needed to and wanted to do. And during the summertime, you know, she's also an athlete. So she ran track, she's in gymnastics. She, uh, she's, uh, also a part of the cheerleading team. So uh, Sometimes when they're practicing, I'm practicing with them. You know, if we go to the park, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, let's practice your sprints or whatever the case may be. And I'll do it with her because it gives me the exercise and it also helps her to get a little bit better in her craft as well. Um, something else that I like to do um, as far as uh, working out, like I said, I have to schedule everything. If it's not scheduled for me, I'm probably not going to do it. So that has been the biggest thing. I schedule it like I schedule a meeting. I got to get it done. I got to get in and I got to get out. And I try not to stay over time, you know, because, you know, sometimes you get to the gym, you start chit chatting and talking, you can stay all day. But I try to make sure I'm like, OK, from from uh, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m., I'm in the gym. I try to get it done and then I'll finish up my work afterwards if I need to. But I try to make sure that it is on a schedule for me. That's the only way I can get it done. And I would have to say, I don't have any kids, but honestly, that's the same mentality that I have to take is it has to be scheduled. If it's not scheduled, I'm not going to do it. I literally. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Have in my head every single day. Now, when I first started out, I did have a calendar and I would write it down on the calendar. But now I'm to the point where I'm just like the day before I'm like, okay, what do you have going on tomorrow? What time are you going to fit in your workout? To be completely honest, I actually did my workout before this, mm -hmm. um, before sitting down to talk because I knew that we were going to do this. And then afterwards, I didn't want to have to worry about doing a workout. I need to cook. I need to clean. Like I need to live life. And if I didn't do that workout earlier... It wouldn't have got done. So no, right. I am completely the same way. If I don't schedule it, it will not get done. 
Mm -hmm. And as a mom, the schedulism is a big piece to being organized to trying to make sure you get everything you need to do get done for yourself and also for the kids. So I'm like, hey, while I'm penciling in their gymnastics or their cheerleading practice, I try to pencil in something for myself as well. It helps you to be a better person overall. Yeah, yeah most definitely. How important is body image to you ladies? Um, you know, a lot of people go into working out thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm going to look a certain way and it doesn't happen that way. How important is body image? I'm with you both. Lee, I'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, I think body image is like super important to me. Again, as a plus size woman, I think that, you know, a lot of my life has been built around weight, right? And so, um, you know, I think one of the 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 breaking points also for me, aside from not feeling well, was, um, you know, during the pandemic, I had a lot of success um, with interviews, right? And I would notice that every time I would go viral, people, if they didn't like what the outcome of whatever this viral moment was, would immediately attack my weight. And I mean, we're sitting on a computer, so y'all, they can only see from my chest up, right? And so I'm getting ate up in, in comments on different blogs, from, you know, the neck up and they're like, oh, look at that double chin, you're fat. And, I, it, you know, I was like, dang, you know, again, I've always been a big girl, but I'm like, maybe, maybe it's getting to a point where I got to like, I got to, I got to cut back for a second because it's really starting to make a difference. And, you know, from the way I have lost, it does make a drastic difference with my face. And so I think that, you know, the, I, I don't ever want people to get it misconstrued no matter how big and or little i am i always love myself but i think for me there was just moments where it became very clear about my image and the way that i viewed myself and what i found to be comfortable for me because i'm still a plus size woman but um i'm a healthier plus size woman and that for me is what i want to encompass about body image i think a lot of times it becomes a little polarizing when we talk about body positivity and being plus size and what that means and beauty standards and if we're promoting obesity and there's different types of conversations around that but i do think that you know you can be healthy you can be plus size but you have to also be realistic about where your health lies and that for me me was one of those moments where I was like, okay, Leah, you gotta, you gotta get yourself back together. So Olympia, what about you? Well, you know, we work in radio and we work in TV. So that body image is there, you know, we judge ourselves and other people who judge, judge us as well. So for yeah. me, body image is very important, you know, as a more mature lady who <laughs> is a mom, you know, you want to, I, I want to make sure I'm like, you know, I want to be like, hey, Miss Parker. I'm like, hi, girl. Okay. So, you know, with that being said, you know, there's a responsibility to work out. There's responsibility to eat right. And also, I do find that my motivation now has changed now that I've gotten older. It used to be when I was younger, I was trying to be fit and fine, honey. Right. And I still want to be fit and fine. But now it's like, okay, I want to make sure that as I age, I'm still able to take care of myself. I still have mobility, that I'm still able to run and play with my nieces and nephews and my daughter and do things that are fun and active for me. So so it's changing a little bit as I'm maturing. However, I still want to be fit and fine. Hey, Miss Parker. You know, I think everybody wants that for sure. Yeah. Um, complete transparency moment. Um, and the 365ers know this. I am actually trying to gain weight. So I'm trying to put on muscle. Um, and before this moment, I would look at you and say that body image was not uh not that big of a deal for me. Um in this moment of having to gain weight, I have realized how much body image, how important it is. Um, 
I, when you start gaining, when you're trying to put on muscle, you do add more fat. Um, so, you know, I am thickening up a little bit. And that has literally been one of the hardest things for me over the last few weeks is to literally see my body go from one way to another way. Um, and it is something mentally that has been a roller coaster. Um, I hired a trainer because when it comes to weight loss, that's my sweet spot. When it comes to toning, that's my sweet, sweet spot. But when it comes to actually gaining weight and putting on muscle, yeah, that's not my thing. So I hired a trainer um, and me and him were actually having this conversation because he's a bodybuilder. And he's just like, because uh, I know how to play this game. I know how to lose the weight. I know how to put on weight. I know how to put on not so good weight. And I know how to get that weight off. Um, and we were having this conversation and I was telling him like, this has been the biggest, one of the biggest mental struggles that I think I've ever had to have in my life is putting this weight on and, and seeing my body go from one way to another way. I mean, it's not a, a bad thing, but I am noticing, um, you know, some of that fat coming on and I'm just like, this is a lot. Yeah. I've also seen that like the opposite way. So for example, I had a cousin who lost almost 100 pounds, if not more than that. And I think that like our former selves talk to each other because Jackie, I've seen your before and after pictures. You have been in an unhealthy place that you didn't love your body. And so you're having this PS, uh, PTSD trigger about like right. going back to where you once were that you didn't like. And, you know, I have conversations with my cousin because she lost all that weight and then she had a baby. And so like, as after she had the baby, I think she thought that like maybe she, you know, we see Tiana Taylor with the washboard abs after they have, you know, and she was like, I can't fit the clothes that I used to wear before I was pregnant. And so she is struggling a lot mentally with like, am I on my way back to where I just came from? That is a legit concern of mine when it comes to having kids. I have had that conversation before. Of I've worked so hard to get to where I'm at. I am petrified of getting pregnant and putting on that weight. Don't be scared, Jackie. Don't be scared. <laughs> to Leah's point, a lot of it comes from, it's that PTSD. It's like, I don't want to go back to where I was. I was in a state of, and granted, like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't terribly bad. I was about 25 pounds heavier than where I'm at right now. So for my height and at that age, it just wasn't a good thing. Um, I was not, I didn't feel good. I didn't like what I saw in the mirror. And I think that that is what I don't want to go back to. I don't want to go back to me not liking who I, who I am and what I see. Like that is a scary thing for me. And I feel like if I get pregnant, that's the same thing I'm going to go through is you going to put on this weight, your body going to start doing stuff. It's not going to move and shake the way it once did. And you're going to be like, no, no, no. And see, I struggle with that right now, Jackie. My daughter is 17 years old. Um, I got up to about 212 pounds when I had her. My normal weight was about 165. When I first had her, I lost all the weight and then it started creeping back up. And so, you know, even right now, I'm not where I was 17 years ago, but I'm not that far off. But, you know, you still, you still, you still deal with like, okay, okay, I'm getting older. It, the weight is getting harder and harder and harder to come off. And, you know, you talk to your doctors and like, something's wrong. I think I'm going through the changes. And they're like, yeah, it's eventually going to come, but you're not there yet. But it's, as you get older, it becomes harder and harder to lose the weight. And so I do feel you when you say, hey, I'm afraid to get pregnant because that was me a long time ago. 
my family, we are a little bit, you know, on the heavy side. And my family has always rode me like, hey, your hips are getting a little bit too wide. Girl, you're getting a little bit too thick. So they were always on me about my weight. And now I'm on myself about my weight. And you don't want to get to the point where you see, you know, other family members, you're like, okay, I better back away from the table because I don't want to gain that kind of weight. So it is a real thing. It's a very real thing. Yeah, it is. It's a real thing. And it does play with your mental. Um, you know, I'm, I'm telling you guys how it's playing with my mental. Um, this fitness thing is not, it's not easy. It does weigh on you, especially being career women and moms. So how do you stay mentally healthy um, with everything that you have going on? Leah? Uh, a good therapist. You know, listen, I, <laughs> I am a black woman that goes to therapy. I mean, I, um, don't try to carry my weight by myself. Um, I think that like community is super important. You know, like, it, you know, Jackie, when I was first doing this, I would talk to your head off every day. So Jackie, I'm doing this and I don't really know what I'm doing and I'm going here and so what should I be eating? And what should, you know, because again, when you're just trying to figure stuff out, it can feel overwhelming to try to figure it out. So um, I, I don't believe in not asking questions. I don't believe in not leaning on my village. I don't believe in trying to bear my burdens by myself. And I think that that has been like a big, big um, reason that I've been able to mentally hold on. Cause you know, y'all know in our industry, it's not easy. Just take fitness out of it. Like working in media is, is a hard task. And there are some days that like, you know, I'm the least of my concern is if I go to a gym today. Right. So like really having a village and really having people in your corner who can support you, who you can lean on. You know, I had friends, um, you know, when I was in my, my journey initially who were also in the journey and that helped me having accountability, having people you can really call on and pull from when you don't fit girl, I know you're tired. I know we're on this couch, but in 30 minutes, baby, you got to get up. I don't know what to tell you, but in 30 minutes, we're going to be at the gym. And then, and Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Send me a picture when you're in there. I need to see you in this pool splashing. Call, you know, call me, FaceTime me. <laughs> like, those things are real because... I wasn't going to do it had I not got that call. So, you know, support is like huge for me. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that, Malia. That support group is is major. Having a group of girlfriends that are on the same journey as you, uh, that can relate, that you know can you know can say, look at my look at my stretch marks as well. You know yeah. that makes a big big difference. And holding each other accountable. You know, just saying, hey girl, did you go to the gym today? You know, hey, you know what you doing? And being able to say, hey, I'm struggling right now. To be able to tell someone that is is really a big deal. And sometimes people can help you get over your hump by sharing their experiences and what they've done to get over that. And the one thing I said that I was going to start doing as well, and you mentioned it first off, Leah, and it's that counseling. I'm definitely going to start trying to find myself a counselor, but even that is a little bit difficult too, because you want to, you want to find the right person. It's like dating. It's like dating. Yeah. I tell everyone that finding a good therapist is like dating. And some people get discouraged very quickly because you find somebody and you're like, that's not my vibe. Right. But it's literally like dating um, because you want to be able to trust them and be vulnerable with them. And like, to me, therapists give all vibes. Right. So like, if you're literally <laughs> going through it and you're like, 
I like this. Find somebody else because it is hard in the beginning, um, you know, to connect with someone or to feel like you did it. But for me personally, like when I first found my therapist, one of the key things for me was that she was black, she was a woman, and that she was plus size because I needed you to understand um, the nature in which I'm coming from. I didn't feel like a white man could identify with my struggle as a black woman. I didn't think a black man could identify with my struggle as a black woman. And then also being plus size, I think it's hard for people who are not who have never been or who have never struggled with weight to empathize with the mind of a person who struggles with binge eating, who struggles with emotional eating, who struggles with uh, their relationship with food. So for me, those things were like very, very big caveats for who I went with as a therapist. So girl, be picky and, and choose somebody who's your vibe for sure. Gotcha. Period. Okay. Keep it in this space of mental health because mental health is just as important as the physical aspect. Um, you know, I don't want people to think that it's not. It really is. And when you're doing this fitness thing, baby, that mental got to be together because if the mental ain't together, this ain't about to be together. Um, what are some things that you guys do to, you know, keep yourself happy and, and to keep that joy in your life? Olympia? I like traveling. Um, just this past week, we went on a vacation and I, I call it a tour because we were all over the place. That brings me joy. And also to put on a two-piece bathing suit, that brought me a whole lot of joy, girl. <laughs> and, you know, and those are just like the fruits of your labor to, you know, you work out, you know, everybody knows I'm a sweatshirt girl with a pair of jeans and some sneakers. And, you know, I got one comment on social media that's like, okay, that's what was on under all of those clothes. And so for me, it made me feel really good. But, you know, but it also encourages me to do even more because like I said, you know, it's a vanity side to it, but there's also a health side to it as well as, you know, keeping up with your fitness and, you know, making sure as you age that you can still do the same things you used to do and be able to have that mobility. Yeah, I completely agree. Leah, what are some things that bring you joy, bring you happiness? Um, I think that like being able to be around my family, like family is always a constant reminder for me of why I do everything that I do. It always centers me to be around my family. I don't get to go home as much as I would like to, but being around family, for sure. I love traveling. I love international travel. So I'm, I'm right there with you, Olympia. Yeah. Um, traveling and then honestly like i enjoy food i really do <laughs> food brings me joy so i don't want to be too like oh i'm a fitness girl because you know no i really enjoy food i love the communion and being around people and eating and in groups of eating i love like right now on tiktok i'm exploring columbus because i'm new here and trying to figure out what the good food is honey i ain't found a lot but that's all right we still love it <laughs> So, you know, I, I enjoy eating and, and trying food. That That is a joy of mine. So there's definitely balance in that as well. Yes. What is your go-to and how often do you like to eat that cheesecake? Um, so my, uh, you know, I actually haven't had cheesecake in a while. Uh -huh. Um, it's probably been maybe two or three months. My, my go-tos change every season. 
Okay. So last season, I was really heavy on like turkey burger, fries, and cheesecake. This season, I'm really heavy on either pizza and a supreme pizza with no uh, uh, no sausage, no onions, um, or barbecue, <laughs> pulled pork barbecue, fries, and peach cobbler. Like it literally, Ooh. like, uh, yeah. Okay. I change it. My palate changes per the season. So right now I'm in, and I had pulled pork last Saturday. Um, I had pulled pork. It was a sandwich, barbecue sandwich, mm. uh, peach cobbler, and um, Arnold Palmer. Like it, it changes per the season. <laughs> but again, it's not one of those things where I'm, I'm not having it every day. I will have a what I like to call a meal of my choice once a week, if not twice a week. Um. My trainer is trying to push me to do a little bit more than twice a week, again, because I need to put on weight. Um, and throughout the week, I'm not really eating what I'm supposed to be eating. But that's that's neither here nor there, okay? The calories aren't... He's like, listen, we got to get these calories in. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't really believe in saying like, oh, it's a cheat meal. I have a meal of my choice at least once or twice a week. Um, and to Leah's point that she made earlier, that gives me balance. Um, and it helps me stay on track to know like okay well friday's gonna roll around saturday's gonna roll around since you're not cooking you about to go get something to eat and you're gonna enjoy every moment of this and i do and that brings me do you did you see how when i said that my face lit up <laughs> that's what i need y'all to understand like it is a real thing i actually really enjoy like going out to eat and getting food that is a a joyful thing for me um so yeah 365ers i wish we could keep this conversation going on for the next eight years but we can't okay um i know leah and olympia have things to do but ladies thank you so much for just taking some time to chat with me and the 365ers during national african-american women's fitness month thank you for having us no um thank y'all like it is always great to have not only colleagues that i consider sisters but also like colleagues i consider sisters who actually get the whole like health and fitness thing to like actually talk and tell their stories. A lot of people are scared to have, a lot of people are scared to tell their stories. Um, um, and, and thank you for just being open and, and transparent about your stories. Uh, what are your social medias? Where can people find y'all at, Leah? Uh, you can find me on all social medias, TikTok, Instagram, and everything else at Leah A. Henry. All right, and you can also follow me on all social media handles at The Olympia D Show. Thank you, ladies. And 365ers, um, I got to give you a what's your 365. And this is kind of going to be a Dharma talk as well. I know Britt usually does the Dharma talk in the beginning, but I wanted you guys to digest this information and digest this conversation before I did a Dharma talk. Um, so your what's your 365 is do something good for you. All right. Make sure that you are taking care of yourself and you're doing something good for yourself, whether that is, you know, eating that slice of cheesecake once a week, whether it's getting up and doing that workout, you know, doing that aqua fitness, whether it's sitting in the dark or meditating, whatever you need to do for you, make sure you are doing that. OK, because you're only as good to others as you are for yourself. So if you're not good to yourself, you're not going to be great for other people and you're not going to excel and you're not going to go, you're not going to reach the levels that you want to reach again, because you're not taking care of yourself, both physically, both mentally and, and eternally. So do something for yourself, whatever that is, and don't feel like you're doing anything selfish. Okay. At this grown age, at this big grown age, being selfish is not a bad thing. So 365ers, as always, if you got something you want us to talk about, hit us up on Instagram, Black Health 
365 podcast, Black Health 365. That's where you can find us at. Have a phenomenal day and we'll holler at you later. Adios. Black Health 365 is an Urban One and Reach Media production hosted by Jackie Page and Britt Daniels, created by Samuel Tatum and Laura Lopez, executive produced by Brittany Jackson and Kadisha Campbell, editing and production, Jahi Whitehead, sales and corporate sponsorship, Patty Johnson. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.